0: Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Thank you for that good Texas hospitality. Amen. Y'all have taken care of me and I, my wife and I, we sure do appreciate it. I want to just start by saying it's so good to be with you guys and to be here with my beautiful wife, as pastor mentioned this morning, and my two beautiful daughters and we all know who they are but I just wanted to recognize them and tomorrow we'll be hitting six flags and we're excited about that. We're on a little vacation here so amen. I want to commend you as well on your worship team, your musicians and the choir. I'm telling you what, you guys sound phenomenal. Phenomenal. I mean I'm I'm just blown away not just by the talent because you, you can tell there's it's obvious there's talent but just by the sweet presence the aroma and the worship and uh something to be very proud of amen and to see carla chavez up here singing <laughs> when we were down in costa rica we uh we pastored over in an area called los Cuadros, and pastor blake was in Pavas, and we uh had a crusade one night so i began to do my advertising and i asked carla i said would you would you open for us? Would you come and sing some special music? And, and uh, we had another guy by the name of Fluxy B that was gonna do some music as well during that crusade. And so I wanted to advertise on my flyer. And at first I put on there Carla Andrews. I said, no, that sounds too white. So I went with Carla Chavez in big letters, famous, world-famous singer, Carla Chavez. I always give her a hard time about that, but you really do have a great uh, worship team, Amen. If you have your Bibles tonight for a few minutes, turn over with me to John chapter 15. And as you're turning there, I want to share with you some wisdom from kids. And I found this funny. I actually used this in an offering in our home church there a few weeks ago and I'm talking about childlike faith because God, when we come to God, he wants us to come to him with childlike faith. And the problem with adults, we learned this when we went down to learn in language school, is we want a formula we want to try and dissect and and have an understanding of how things work whereas kids you just tell them and they absorb it like a sponge you take a kid you put them on a foreign field no matter where it is whether it's french spanish any any language they will learn at a very rapid rate because they have childlike faith they just absorb it and so jesus uses a, a passage of scripture and he talks about let the ch- little children come to me and so I found some wisdom from kids. Patrick, age 10, said, never trust a dog to watch your food. <laughs> Hana, age nine, when your dad is mad and asks you, do I look stupid, don't answer him. <laughs> Talia, age 11, said, when your mom is mad at your dad, don't let her brush your hair. <laughs> Andrew, age nine, said, a puppy always has bad breath, even after eating a Tic Tac. Lauren, age nine, Felt tip markers are not good to use as lipstick. <laughs> Alicia, 13 years old. When you get a bad grade in the school, show it to your mom when she's on the phone. <laughs> Joel, age 10. Don't pick on your sister when she's holding a baseball bat. That's true. I have a sister, and she used to always beat me up. But my favorite is from Eileen AJ, who said, Never try to baptize a cat. Bad idea bad idea amen so we you know what? when we come to God really we just need to come to God in childlike faith and God wants to do something special for us there's a scripture that says he's able to do exceedingly and abundantly above all that we can ask or imagine according to his riches in Christ Jesus God wants to blow our mind and sometimes we put a limit on God and we and God is a limitless God and we've heard it said many times uh, a quote that smith wiggles said god is more eager to answer than we are to ask you know god wants to do great things for us and in a time when we have so much that's available to us we do so little with it i'm talking about the church in general and tonight i want to minister on the holy spirit we yeah. sang in that song that god had three in one the father the spirit and the son i want to minister on the spirit and Speaking of the Trinity, they're three in the same with three distinctly different attributes: the Father, the the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. I want to minister on how the Holy Spirit really is our helper, and He's for every person in this place, from little to old. Those that are saved and they know Christ Jesus. so I'm going to look. Actually, let me go to John 16, and then we'll go back to John 15. So. John chapter 16 and verse 7, Jesus is speaking here, and he says, I'm reading out of the ESV, he says, nevertheless, I tell you the truth, it is to your advantage that I go away, for if I do not go away, the helper will not come to you, but if I go, I will send him to you. Now, let's jump back to John chapter 14, I'm going to have you... Jumping around a little bit here John chapter 14 and verse 15 Jesus says if you love me, you will keep my commandments and I will ask the father and he will give you another helper to be with you forever even the spirit of Truth whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him But you know him for he dwells with you and will be you. In you not only will he dwell with you but the Holy Spirit will dwell in you then if you go back to John chapter 13 I know we're kind of going in reverse but in John chapter 13 Jesus is with his disciples and he's in the Last Supper and he begins to explain to them that my hour has come for me to depart from you, and he begins to explain that it's time for him to fulfill his very purpose for coming to this earth. He's about to go to the cross, but then he admonishes them, and he says in the very first verse in chapter 14, let not your hearts be troubled. That's a word for us today. Let not your hearts be troubled because Jesus then promises the Holy Spirit, the helper, and in verse 26, he says he will teach you all things. Think about that tonight. Every year in Omaha, Nebraska, there's an auction that takes place, and they have this auction to raise money for uh, several different charities that are in California. And the bidders that come to this auction are some of the wealthiest bidders in all of the world. And they're not bidding for a rare artifact. They're not bidding for some rare painting, but they're bidding for a steak dinner Omaha Nebraska some of you know where I'm going with this it's a tradition where they bid off this steak dinner with Warren Buffett and they begin the auction and last year the winning bid for a steak dinner with Warren Buffett was 3.5 million dollars and I know that money goes towards a good cause but I do believe that there that these men are bidding to have a moment of time with Warren Buffett. I'm not saying he's the best person. I don't agree with everything that he agrees with or what he gives to, but that man has a gift for investing in certain stocks. And so those that are bidding, no doubt if they have the opportunity are talking and saying, look, can you give me a tip? Can you show me something? How can I invest my money properly and make some money back? And so the Holy Spirit is a helper. He's a teacher. He's a coach. He's somebody that comes alongside us and helps us. That word in the Greek is parakletos, p-a-r-a-k-l-e-t-o-s, which means to walk alongside. When you get up in the morning, I want you to know he's there with you to help you throughout your day. You don't have to go through your day alone. The Holy Spirit, our helper, is right there with us. So here's Jesus, the greatest teacher to ever walk the earth. He taught them how to heal the sick. He taught them how to raise the dead. He taught them how to have authority over demon spirits. He can even teach what Warren Buffett teaches. Here's a a man that took two fish and five loaves and multiplied it and turned it into $75,000. You say, how did he do that? Well, I don't know if you guys have Captain D's. I don't know what y'all got out here for for Long John Silver's, but if you take a two-piece fish dinner, it's going to cost you about $5. You multiply that. He fed 5,000 and their family, so we'll just say somewhere around 15,000. Take five times 15,000, you get $75,000. Jesus did that. And if Jesus can tell Peter, go down and pull a coin out of the fish's mouth, how many believe that he can give us some financial advice and he could help us? Amen. So he's the greatest teacher. And he says, When I leave here, I'm going to send the helper, the comforter, the advocate, the person that walks alongside you, that leads you and guides you. And he'll be there right with you. And. He won't be there for just one steak dinner amen but he'll always be with you can you say amen so i want to give you four fundamental lessons that many christians are either they either have missed or they've mislearned and they need to understand and the first thing that we need to know about the holy spirit is the holy spirit is not an it can i get an amen he's a person he's not some nebulous force that's out there or something that this a, a mystical power that we're trying to tap into but the holy spirit the third person of the trinity is a person he's a he amen he has a personality he has character traits he can be grieved it says in ephesians 4 in verse 30 he whispers he speaks it says he burns he empowers he comforts amen and it doesn't do those things can you say amen and another thing that we need to understand about a person is a person is personal amen the Bible says that he's touched with our infirmity he's grieved when when we do something that is that isn't right uh, the Bible says that it grieves the Holy Spirit so he's a personal God second tonight is he always glorifies Jesus and works within the framework of the cross. In John chapter 16 and verse 13, it says he guides into all truth. He will glorify me for he will take what is mine and declare it to you. So, yeah, thank God we got the Holy Spirit. But can I tell you, the Holy Spirit is not a genie in a bottle. The Holy Spirit's not there to to give us an insider secret in the stock market. Amen. Understand this tonight, that the Holy Spirit is to bring glory to Jesus Christ. He's not here for us to use or to manipulate and to become, uh, well, I don't want to go there. Amen. But he's not here for us to use, but we are here for him to use to bring glory to Jesus through our lives. Amen. This is exactly what Peter did on the day of Be- uh I talked about this this morning when he was baptized in the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking tongues and the, the Holy Spirit was manifested so strong that they appeared to be drunk and Peter said we're not drunk as you suppose but this was pros- prophesied by Joel I will pour out my spirit on all flesh and then he began to preach Jesus and him crucified so the Holy Spirit understand he always works within the parameters of the cross amen all for the glory of God third tonight is he works and he moves when we yield to him and I mentioned that that it's amazing how much we have available to matter of fact we really will never comprehend what the Lord has available to us and we can just tap into that. He wants to do so much with us. The problem comes when we don't yield to the Holy Spirit he wants to work and move through a willing vessel Galatians 516 if we walk by the Spirit or if we yield we will not fulfill the lust of the flesh amen when we yield we allow the anointing of ease my dad preached on this sometime back the anointing of of ease when we yield to the Holy Spirit we allow the Holy Spirit to operate and to manifest in our life and to move through our life it's almost as if life becomes easier now I know life is gonna have its challenges but if I'm gonna go through a very difficult challenge and a struggle I want the Holy Spirit to come alongside me and to help me in that moment so there's an anointing of ease that comes from yielding to the Holy Spirit David in Psalm 23 said God anoints my head in oil and I like the illustration that my father used he talked about oil now let me just kind of back up I know this isn't the best illustration but I'm going to use it we were just in West Virginia and uh, we went out to West Virginia to help uh, a friend move back her husband was coming back from Afghanistan and so for nine months she went out to be with her family In West Virginia. We drove out, or we flew out and then drove her back. But while we were there, we visited a place called Smoke Hole Cavern. And I was in a gift shop and I I was looking for a shirt and there was a shirt that said, uh, uh, or no, it was a hat. I was looking for a hat that said, Smoke Hole Cavern, the High Country. I said, Man, that sounds like a hat that belongs in Colorado. (laughs) Smoke Hole Cavern, the High Country. But we were there and it's the moonshine capital of the world. And I was <laughs> I was watching on TV and uh, a show called Hillbilly Blood. I don't know if y'all have heard of that. They got so many different reality shows. It's crazy on TV. And this one caught my attention. These two hillbillies, man, they they uh, were on the side of the road and. That there was a truck pulled over, so they pulled over to help this guy, and and he says, I don't know what happened. My motors, my motor just froze up, and and they said, well, let's take a look at it. They got the hood up. You know, these guys are missing teeth. I mean, hillbilly is all get out, and they look under and and they're checking out the carburetor. And he says, well, it looks like your carburetor uh, done froze up, but I got something just the right thing for it. And he comes back with a mason jar, clear mason jar of moonshine and pours it down into the carburetor and it loosens it up now try fire it up and he fired it up and sure enough some some fire came up out of that but lo and behold it started up amen my that was my illustration my dad's illustration was oil loosens up things (laughs) mine's a little bit different i'm not not saying go get some moonshine tonight amen keep it behind your back seat just in case But, you know, it really does make life easier. David says, because he's anointed me, surely goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life. Amen. Trusting in the Holy Spirit. Number four, something we need to understand is he wants to help you. The Holy Spirit wants to help us. A lot of times we, I shouldn't say we, I should say the devil likes to remind us of our past. And he brings condemn, condemnation. Condemnation really is a tool of the devil to keep us or to impede us from moving forward and maturing in the things of God. There are so many people that are, they just, it's like they're walking through mud all because of condemnation. They can't get over the past. Aren't you glad today that when Jesus saved you, he forgot about it, he forgave it, he doesn't remember, he's not concerned with your past, he's concerned with your future. Man will remind you your family will remind you friends will remind you but God keeps no record of our faults It's covered under the blood and understand tonight that the Holy Spirit wants to help you He wants to help you. Amen. I was in Costa Rica when I When I began to see how the Holy Spirit can operate and move in our life, you know, sometimes something good would happen, say, I would begin to think, you know, it's just by coincidence that this happened. But as I look in hindsight, I see how the Holy Spirit began to orchestrate and put certain things in order. And I know you've heard the story about Pastor Blake and I uh, meeting on the basketball court, but can I tell you, it was by divine appointment. God knew exactly what he was doing. My wife and I, we were living with a Tico family, a Costa Rican family. We lived with a Costa Rican family for a year. And uh, I would many times go over to that park. I don't know how many times I went to that basketball court, played basketball, and never saw him. And then one day I get there, and he's on the other side shooting around. There's a little, he's got. There's a little blonde girl, five years old, and she's over there playing on the on the swings and playing. And I'm looking over, and I'm thinking then. His ball rolled over. I can't remember exactly what happened, and, and, and we just struck up a conversation, and and that was that was a God moment. That was the Holy Spirit, the anointing, the 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 leading of the Holy Spirit. At the time, I thought it was just coincidence. I had no idea until I look in hindsight to see what happened. Then he invites us to go work with uh, his children's ministry there in Costa Rica. He had a children's ministry, and he invited my wife and I said, you know what, this would be excellent for your Spanish. And uh, he had me dressing up like old men, putting in fake teeth and acting a fool in front of all those kids, but it, it really did help my Spanish. Then out of that, we were able to start a church in one of the areas that he... Was ministering to those kids in an area called Los Cuadros, one of the worst areas. Ask Carla. She won't go in there, I don't think. Maybe, I don't know. Would you go into Los Cuadros? Yeah, by yourself? No, never. An extremely dangerous area. We didn't know it at the time, but God put us there for a reason. And I say all that to say this is that when the Holy Spirit, when we yield to the Holy Spirit, God will take us places that we never expected. And as Pastor Blake mentioned this morning, we would never would have adopted our daughter. See, the miracle of my wife and I is that for many years she was barren. It was 12 years before she actually got pregnant. And so for the first six years when we were married, we we had been married six years when we moved to Costa Rica. And... We got over there and we thought you know what maybe well we, didn't, we weren't even thinking about a kid but be honest with you we were we were just there on the mission field and uh when i met pastor blake i saw all these kids and i and we struck up a conversation and, and i said you know we we've had a difficult time having kids if it ever happens that you've come across a family or or a situation where where somebody doesn't can't keep their kid for whatever reason And it was just a very, very short conversation. We never brought it up again. And then one day he's at his father-in-law's restaurant and there's a young lady in there that's pregnant. And she approaches uh, Marvin, I guess, his father-in-law and says, you know what, I'm pregnant, I've got a baby in Nicaragua and that I can't take care of. I've got this one I'm not gonna be able to take care of. All kinds of thoughts were going through her head. And she said, if you know somebody and then he spoke to Blake Blake called me up I'm at the living with the Costa Rican family at the time and called me up and begins to explain the situation and says you know what there's a young lady here she's she's wants to give her baby up for adoption what do you think about I said you know what I got real spiritual you know what let me let me pray about it and I hung up the phone. This is no lie. I hung up the phone. I ran into the bedroom, jumped up on the bed where Rochelle was, was jumping up and down, up and down, screaming, we're going to have a baby. We're going to have a baby. <laughs> she said, what are you talking about? What are you? And we explained everything to her. And you know what? We went and met, met her. And if it hadn't been for God giving us a God moment on that basketball court and so many other things, we never would have had Sarah, and Sarah's here tonight. She's going to be turning 14 on Saturday. <clears throat> and then God gave us Meg. There's Meg. Wave, wave your hand, Meg. <laughs> After 12 years, God did a miracle for it. Open up my wife's womb, and God gave us another precious baby. You know what? The Holy Spirit works like that. He does. And if we'll yield, he'll give you insight. I'll share another story with you. My grandfather, on June the 10th, 1966, he was 41 years old. Up until that time, he had done so many different jobs. He had worked in gas stations. He had worked in grocery stores. Uh, He started a septic business doing that. At this particular time, he was cutting hair. And for a long time, my, my dad started barbering at 14 years old, he got his license. He went to barber school and lied said he was 16 so he could get his license but he started cutting hair at 14 years old and working alongside my grandfather and so they were cutting hair so he had a barber shop my grandmother had a beauty salon called chat and curl and his was called Joe's Shop. he was cutting hair living for God they had pastored several assemblies of God churches but here he was in Sierra Vista Arizona and one day When there was no work, there was nobody there. He's standing outside. And all of a sudden, the Holy Spirit spoke to him. See, if we're constantly doubting and clouding our mind with the things of the world, we'll miss a God thought. We need to capture the God thought because those God thoughts won't always be there. And he had a God thought. The Holy Spirit spoke to his heart. And he, because I've asked him, Tell me the secret to your success. Tell me how you did this. And he, he tells me just like that. I was standing outside the barber, barber shop, and the Holy Spirit spoke to me and said, Go back inside, sit down in the barber shop, and I'm going to tell you how to make a lot of money. And he tells it just like that. He turns around, goes back in, sits down in the barber chair. And the holy spirit begins to speak to him and within five minutes he gave him a plan on how to make lots of money he said number one don't be stingy number one don't be stingy and i'll give you lots of money number two i can't remember the second one but i'm gonna call him up when i get done and ask him amen (laughs) and at 41 years old you know what he went and he he bought his first mobile home park and they carried the loan they carried the loan he bought it for a hundred and fifty thousand dollars and he kept it for one year this is exactly what the Holy Spirit told him to do he kept it for one year and one year later he sold the same mobile home park for one million one hundred and fifty thousand dollars then he purchased another then he purchased another then he purchased another and he he had an eighth grade education folks he, he was doing stuff like barbering, and, and that's a very, don't get me wrong, that's a great trade, but you're not going to make a million dollars barbering unless you're cutting the president's hair, amen, or you're in Washington somewhere. But the Holy Spirit will drop a God thought down into your heart, and I want you to know something, that he wants to help us more than we even realize tonight. So remember that he's not an it, he's a person. Number two, he always glorifies Jesus and works within the framework of the cross. And the operation of the Holy Spirit moves when we yield to him. And number four, he wants to help us. Can you say amen?